This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's now time to turn back the clock and catch up with some old friends of A's past, exclusively on A's Cast. This is Where Are They Now? Vince Catronio sits down with alumni of the Oakland Athletics to reminisce and discuss current adventures. Here's Vince Catronio. It's time for another episode of Where Are They Now? And as the A's celebrate the uh, reunion, the 20-year reunion of the 20-win team of 2002, Art Howe, their manager, is our guest. And Art, we will certainly spend some time talking about that. But I want to go back even before that. When you first came to the Athletics to take over the ball club, what kind of a team did you inherit as you came to the American League as a longtime National Leaguer? What were you seeing here in Oakland? <laughs> well, when we got here, I knew it was a rebuilding project for sure. We didn't even have a, a, a starter who had had more than four or five starts in his career in the five-man rotation. So I knew it was going to be a little rough along the way starting out. But, you know, we, you have to take a, take a small step before you can take that big step and each year that I was here, we seem to put another piece in place. And it takes a little time. I hope the fans stay with this team right now. I know they're taking their lumps now, but it's very similar to the situation we had in 96. When you look back on, as you got to the 202, 2002 team with Hudson and Mulder and Zito at the front and Miguel Tejada as the MVP and things of that nature, but as they were coming up, we all know when we talk about prospects almost to a fault, then they come up and you wonder if they can't perform. But they all performed. Easier said than done. How did that happen? I don't know, to be honest with you. I mean, we were so fortunate that those three starting pitchers, along with Corey Lytle, who we we had in that rotation that year, they just seemed to you know, fit right into the big leagues. They had that kind of confidence that they could perform at this level. And, you know, Huddy, he was a bulldog. He went out there and kind of set the tone. And Mark Motor just thrown beautifully for us. And... You know, and Zito coming up there with that power curveball that he had, you know, 12 to 6er. And, you know, it just seemed like they fed off each other. It was almost a competition amongst the pitchers. You know, when we, especially when you had the streak going, no one wanted to, you know, get that first L. And, you know, it was nice that we set the record before we did lose. Art, you were around guys as a player with the Astros, pitchers like Nolan Ryan and J.R. Richard and Joe Negro and others. What was it like seeing those three guys who couldn't be more different? A guy from Alabama, a guy from the Midwest, a surfer from San Diego, all coming together and still having the, the same the same belief and the and the same uh, trust that they could get the job done. Well, they, that's exactly what it reminded me of when I was playing in Houston with that kind of rotation with Jr. and Nolan and Joe Necro. And, you know, we just felt like if we could score in the first inning, actually Bill Verdon was our manager, he would bunt in the first inning, get a guy in scoring position, and if we scored, you could just see the other dugout go, whoa, now we got to score two to win <laughs> because getting one was going to be tough. And that's a feeling we had with those three guys going out there for us day in, day out. If we scored early, the game was basically out of reach. Visiting with Art Howe in our Where Are They Now segment, and Art, when we talk to the guys from the uh, 
the three World, che- World Series champions of 72, 73, and 74. They go back to 70 and even 71 when they got better. They knew they were a good club. They are knocking on the door. When you look back on 99, getting ready to start that run in 2000, what were you seeing as you were talking about the pieces coming coming in place? Yeah, that's when we knew we were actually we were a team to be, you know, to be a contender. We 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 took our lumps, and and what happened was the second half of the season we start really started playing well, and I think that's when we realized amongst ourselves that hey, we can win this division if we you know go out there and and play the way we have the second half and. For whatever reason, we seem to be a slow-starting team each year. We've worked hard in spring training, tried different things to try to get us out of the block box a little faster, but it always seemed to happen in the second half of the year. And, and But once we caught fire, it was all she wrote. I was on the other side of the glass on the last day of 2000 with the Rangers when Tim Hudson's out there and Frank Calinato strikes out and you guys win the West for the first time in a while. It seemed like it was maybe one of the greatest celebrations and greatest releases of excitement. What was that like as it set sail for a good stretch of, of postseason baseball? Not a soul on his or her posterior right now. Everybody's standing. Izzy has the sign. He's ready. One and two. Strike three called. The A's win the West. And here they come, pouring onto the field in the center of the diamond. Forget St. Petersburg and Tampa Bay. Look to next Tuesday here at the net. The celebration is on. Well, it was very emotional for me. I know I, I kind of broke down a little bit winning the division because it was a relief also. Uh, there was so much on us, everybody thinking that we had the ability to get there and we hadn't been able to do it in 99. But in 2000, we finally clinched a playoff spot. And uh, I think there was a relief amongst everybody on the field, along with joy, obviously. I mean, it was so exciting to get there. But uh, I was just so happy for the players. There's nothing like getting to the postseason. I remember when I first came up to the big leagues with the Pirates, and back then only, I think, like four, three or four teams got to the postseason. And I remember Duffy Dyer came up to me when we were in the postseason with the Pirates. He said, what a great feeling. We're the, everybody's watching us now. <laughs> so I remember that, and that's the feeling we had here. We're finally in the postseason, and everybody's going to be watching. As we fast forward to the 2002 season, you're minus Jason Giambi. He's a New York Yankee now. But yet you still had guys like Tejada, Eric Chavez, and so many others that, that felt like they could, while you're talking about filling a hole of an MVP, certainly, and Jason, but it, it wasn't the kind of blow that maybe was going to be a death knell to prevent the A's from getting back to the postseason. How did that come together? What was that belief system like inside that clubhouse? Well, the fact of the matter was we knew we had that rotation. Pitching's the name in the game. Uh, if you can't stop the other team from scoring, you're in trouble. And we had guys that could go out there and, and minimize the damage whoever we were facing and you know I think the players the position players realize that hey we we've got the you know the pitching staff to win this thing now we have to go out and do our part put some runs on the board and play solid D and Miguel came into his own that year Uh, Chavez stepped up and really became a, a, a great player and you know we filled in some pieces you know Billy did a nice job of adding some pieces to the club and everybody seemed to just fit. 
You know, the guys really enjoyed playing together. And once things start clicking, and we had to because Seattle, if you recall, was playing great baseball that year. They won like 18 of 20, and we we only picked up two games on them. And then the Angels, too. And the Angels, yeah. We had a three teams in our division that were probably the three best teams in the American League, in my mind. And uh, we just, there was no letting off the gas because if we did, we weren't going to make it. You had a closer that seemed to throw in 161 games. They didn't throw that many. Billy Koch, I think it was 84, which led the league. But what was it like having that kind of a hammer at the end of the games? Well, Billy, he was he was a godsend. I mean, yeah, we lost Isinghausen, you know, over the, the winter. He went elsewhere. So we're looking for a closer going into spring training. And, and uh, Billy Koch came in, and uh, you could tell right away he had a power arm, had great stuff, and uh, we just – Kept giving him the ball, and and you know he would come in. I pitch him like three days in a row. He get three saves in a row, and you know closers back then and now, you know you got to give him a rest here and there. I tell Billy, you know, you know you can take it easy tonight. We're not going to use you. Hit, no, no, Art, Art, I, I can go, I can go. I think he wanted to pitch like seven days in a row once. It was crazy. When you look back on the win streak, the, the just the genesis of how it started and how it kept on going. What was it like seeing it? come together, seeing conversations in the clubhouse, seeing the belief system grow, and just being on this unbelievable wave of success. Well, it was almost like you were a fan, almost. You were so excited about watching the way the players came together and, and just seemed to get the big hit when they needed. I know Miggy got a couple real big ones at the very end of that streak, and it just seemed like no matter who it was, somebody was going to come up and get a big hit. And lo and behold, as I said earlier today, it was the first time probably in my career I put the curse on us. I said to Rick Peterson, my pitching coach, and to Ken Maka, my bench coach, and we were up 11 nothing with Huddy on the mound. I said, In game 20. Yeah, in game 20. And I said, we finally got a laugher, boys. <laughs> and they both said, oh, no, you don't say that. But with Huddy out there, I figured this is cakewalk. And then we started to fall apart defensively behind, and we kicked some balls and gave Kansas City hope. And the next thing you know, it's the 11-11, and they got the bases loaded in the top of the ninth. And, and Koch gets a double play ball to get out of the top of the ninth. And, uh, you know, this place was kind of quiet then. We blew that 11 nothing lead. But uh, Hatterberg came through in the clutch, hit that home run. It is the mo- maybe the most famous move by a manager on, on his lineup card. And we've talked with Hattie about this. He's back up in the cage with Greg Myers, and they're talking, are you going to hit? Am I going to hit? Take me through that decision process. What was happening in the moment about making that decision for Scott Hatterberg? Hatterberg has a career home run off Grimsley. He's one for five when they've matched up with each other. This year, Hatterberg in pinch hitting rolls is uh, one for five. 269 average. Has gone deep. A dozen times. Now the pitch. Swung on. There's a high drive. Hit way back. Right center field. That one is gone. And it's 20 consecutive victories for the Oakland Athletics on an unbelievable night when they lost an 11-0 lead. And now they win it. Hedelberg is mobbed at home plate. Crazy. Just Plain crazy. How do you explain it? In 103 years of American League Baseball, the Athletics have accomplished what no one has before. They have won 20 consecutive games.
Well, you know, I knew I, we needed him to go up there and hit in that spot. And, and like you said, it was either either guy. But uh, I just had a lot of confidence in Hattie. Uh, you know, he came through all year with a lot of big hits when, and uh, really felt comfortable with him at the plate. And uh, Gris, was it, uh, was it pitching against us? Jason Grimsley. Jason Grimsley, yeah. Sinker baller, power sinker baller. But we had had some success against him, and I knew our left-handers could give him some trouble. And lo and behold, he got one sinker up, and Hattie didn't miss it. And the rest is history. We just went crazy. <laughs> Art, when you look back on all the time spent here, first as a player, you you experienced some heartbreak with the Astros in 80 and 86. You got to the postseason, couldn't get to the World Series. You had great playoff runs here with the A's. Didn't quite get as far as you wanted to. But I guess when you look back on it, you don't you – don't, change anything because you're you're thankful to be in that moment and have that opportunity the playoffs are such a different animal how do you look back on on that time well it just wasn't meant to be that's the way i look at it i mean we had i think we actually had a better club than a couple of the teams we lost to in the postseason but you know in the in the second one against uh oh jesus i'm blank and the second series uh, huddy wasn't a hundred percent and i've really looked back and you know he was our ace he wanted to pitch. He had a hip problem, and he wanted to go out there. And maybe that, that might have been the only thing I might have changed because he wasn't really healthy. Uh, but he gave us all he could. Uh, but the other ones, it just seemed like there was one play in almost every series in a postseason for us, 2000, 2001, and 2002, that changed the course of the playoffs. And that's you know that's baseball when you're when you have to win three out of the five and you give one game away, it's usually one too many. What about the kid from Pittsburgh who certainly had a lot of time, seven years here with the Athletics? How do you look back on your time uh, with the Oakland Athletics? I loved every minute of it. Uh, the fans here, are the, they're the best. You know, They're wonderful. They've supported us so much through those years and made my family feel very comfortable here and, and welcome. Uh, I loved every the people I work with, you folks in the up in the announcers box, uh, just quality people. Bill King, I miss him to this day, and Ray Fossey, same thing. You know, just quality people, top to bottom. And uh, I, I hated to leave, but uh, you know, some things come you you can't change. But I do enjoy. I did enjoy every minute I was here in o- Oakland. And finally, what what does it mean to see the celebration? See somebody of these players come back for a, such a unique experience, something that had not been done for decades it, since it's been eclipsed. But in that moment, in that stretch which you were a part of, and to see them come back and be celebrated here at the Coliseum. It's like old times. These guys, you know, they haven't maybe seen each other in 10 years, but you'd think they were, you know, playing last night together. Uh, they're, they're reliving old memories. It's nice to hear them talking about certain things that happened that year. And, uh, and so, so many of them contributed, you know, like Rincon, we picked him up uh, in the latter part of the year. He came in and pitched well for us, uh, gave us a shot in the arm from the left side. Down from, the from, from one clubhouse to the other that day. Yeah, he went from over there. And I remember him, he was down in the dumps because, you know, he, Cleveland was his team. And, and it was tough for him to come over. But once he did, I think he was very happy to be part of this club. But uh, just everybody, you know. Uh, they all contributed in some way, especially during that streak. But all all season long, you know, we had three quality second basemen. I look, you know, three three of them could start and play for any team in the league, and we had three of them here. So we were very very fortunate in a lot of ways, 
but it just uh, it was just a fun and very memorable season. Art, right, great to catch up with you. Great to see you. Enjoy the celebration. All the best to you and Betty and everybody back home in Houston. Uh, always enjoy seeing you. You bring a smile to our face and uh, one of the true class guys in baseball. Wish you all the best. Thanks for doing this. Thanks, Vince. It's my pleasure. Great to see you again. Art Howe joining us on this episode of Where Are They Now? This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.